Welcome back to In The Name Presents Book Club. This is week one of our series on They Call Me Beauty by Jay Heeb. I'm Kristen Robbs, and I am here with Bethany Prothro. Hello. Bethany is our director of finance. Normally, Jess and I do this podcast together, but for obvious reasons, it'd be kind of funny to have Jess here for all four sessions. So she'll be with me for week three and for an interview. Um, but Bethany's with me this week. Bethany, really, you were a, like emotional support for Jess during this book. Yes. But you haven't read it before, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. I'm curious. This is the first time that I've read a book before the podcast. I edited this one. Yeah. So I'm familiar with it, but I'm curious to see what it's like to read a book that I edited and how it is to have that experience. Right. Yeah. Okay, so obviously Jess is the author, Jessica Heeb. This is Jessica's second book. Her first one was Breaking Seven, and her publishing experience with that one did not go well. Yes, and I will <laughs> say that I did read that one. Oh, really? And so I'm so excited to read this one, just having um, having read that one already. So. I'm curious. I haven't read that yeah, one yet. It was, yeah, it was good. Okay. Um, yeah, just seeing her writing style is was awesome. And so to see mm-hmm. what she does with this one is really exciting. That's cool. Did you find that like you knew her voice in writing because you knew her or that it was two mm-hmm. separate things? Um, I think both and. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I would be like, okay, that's so something I could see just saying or doing. And then mm-hmm. sometimes, um, yeah, it was it was different. So, yeah. yeah, I'm again curious. I didn't really know Jess when I was editing the book. So it's going to be so funny going through and yeah. now being friends with her and be like, oh, it's is this what Jess sounds like? Oh, it is. Um, so her first publishing experience with Breaking Seven did not go well. So much so that she, I think, almost walked away from writing. She was so frustrated. She just wanted to be done with it and then prayed. And instead, not only did she not walk away from writing and write beauty, but she started in the name publishing. So that way other authors wouldn't have to go through her experience. Um, so this book is really kind of a catalyst in all of our lives it's it started in the name which is why we're here today on this podcast getting to talk about it um it brought you me jess and Anne together the the core four our director board yeah it's just it it changed a lot of our lives so it i'm did. excited to talk about it and i'll and i'll add in that too is um when i met with jess and she was telling me um about how she's wanting to start this publishing company at first my thought was kind of like oh do we really need another publishing company in the world right now or Mm. something along those lines and then she started telling me her experience with her first book and after she told me that I was like oh my gosh yes like Mm -hmm. you have like you have to do this and so it's um it's awesome to see her do this out of the experience that she had and just how it has brought so many people together. Yeah, I love that. And one of the things I love about Jess is that she believes in stories. Like she yes. believes in the power of storytelling. It comes through in her books. It's it's her motto. It's her approach to writing <clears throat> is that she believes in the power of stories and she believes in getting the right stories in the right people's hands at the right time. Yeah. And it spills into not only what she does as an author, but what she does as the CEO of her company. Um, so this is also the first full length book by in the name. This is the first one that we published. We launched with this, um, Jess, as far as her writing style goes, she's talked about this on this podcast before, actually, um, she loves to write about identity and she is drawn to more darker and twisty stories. 
Um, so like she really, she loves Ted Decker, which is why we did a whole series on him. <laughs> Our very first series was on Ted Decker, uh, a Ted Decker book. She also likes Stephen King. So the suspense horror genre, um, makes sense for her to write a book like in that genre. Um, and then she likes talking about those things cause she likes to examine the human condition and expose the brokenness that leads people astray. And so she really loves searching out identity and that, I think, is a pretty prevalent theme in this book. It also just makes sense knowing her. It's so yes, funny. Absolutely. I don't know. Whenever we talk about, like, media or whatever, it's like, here is this, like, true crime thing that I watched. Or we talked, oh, what is it called? There's a David Tennant series that he does that examines, like, the murder of a child. And we were talking about it. And it's not really my genre, but every once in a while, I'm like, yeah, I just want to be sad at the state of the world apparently i don't know <laughs> and then i'm like nope that was enough i'm going back to fantasy i want things that are happy yes. so yeah all right let's talk about this book specifically i'm going to read the back of the book okay so they call me beauty they say beauty is found within they don't say what else may lurk beneath the skin since she was a child beauty has heard voices that no one else does Occasionally appearing as bobbing heads or inky shadows, these voices have tempted her, taunted her, and tormented her. As she grows, so do they, crowding her mind. Eight voices, eight oppressors, all determined to control her from the inside out. They whisper ominously about her background, her family, and her identity itself. Don't forget what you are, what you truly are. As their influence over her increases, beauty uncovers painful revelations about her past that send her spiraling. Desperate and despairing, she journeys from one load to the next through devastating loss, a stint in a mental institution, and an ill-fated romance with a married man. In her lowest moments, she finds herself ready to give up and give in to the voices. Can she be free from their iron grip? Can she find her own name, her own identity? Can what was broken ever be redeemed? Okay, so having not read it, what's your response to that? Um, it's hard not to just read it, just stop what we're doing and go read it now. Um, yeah, I mean, it really thinking about, you know, what this girl is going through, you, you want to know what's going, like what, what is actually going on in her life and what happened Mm -hmm. to either cause these voices or whatever, um, you know, that are controlling her is what it seems like. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, it sounds exciting to yeah. read. It's definitely fits within a genre. So it, yes. it would be considered Christian suspense with supernatural elements, which again is really funny. This is like our third book. We've only, This is our third series, and this is our third book that fits in that category of Christian suspense with supernatural elements. Um, I would say Jess's approach to writing is very evident here, that it's going to be a story that explores identity. It even, I think, says so. Can she find her own name, her own identity on the back? Um, The idea of redemption seems to be clear there. And so for there to be redemption, there has to be something to be redeemed, meaning there has to be something that's kind of fallen apart or broken. So we know some of the main some of the the low lows of like loss um she's going to be in a mental institution so we know that there's going to be exploration of mental illness in this and infidelity <laughs> she's gonna have an adulterous affair and so it's funny because i feel like the back of the book kind of gives an overview but it's still like what's it going to look like 
Um, yes, because if you also think of, you know, relating, like how much of this can I relate to? Mm-hmm. Or not even necessarily the voices or whatever is happening. It's like um, to think of, um, I don't know. It's just, it, yeah, it's going to be a good story. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting one because so while it's suspense, it's really a um, personal narration. Um, so it, it covers and focuses in on beauty and her inner battle. And so that's really tricky when you write a book like that because you have to make it, it is a, it's personal, but it has to be relatable. There has yeah. to be something about it that makes us root for her or care about beauty because the entire book really revolves around her. And that's also an interesting choice from a suspense perspective because suspense books typically are more action-based and this one is going to be more character-based. At least that's my approach. And again, it's not like I read a lot of suspense, not my preferred genre. So it's curious even that it's a little bit of an anomaly. Um, And then of course the title, They Call Me Beauty. Who's they? What's wrong with being called beauty? Why, Why is that the title? So I, yeah, I'm curious. And again, it's actually a lot harder to talk about a book that I have read than it is to talk about books I haven't read. I'm like, oh, hmm, hmm. Um, what was your introduction to this book? So again, you walked with Jess through this. When did you kind of come on board to help her with this book? Yeah, so um, Jessica started telling me about this book that she was working on. And um, as she was sharing bits and pieces, I was so excited and was like, you have to send like send it to me now. And mm-hmm. of course, she was still working <laughs> on it. So she ended up sending me just a clip of it. I believe it was the beginning. Um, and mm-hmm. after reading that, I mean, again, it was just a clip. I was like, oh my gosh, Jessica, like hurry up and finish this mm-hmm. book. Like, <laughs> That's exactly I need to too. read it all. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and then in the middle of it, you know, she's working and busy and life is happening and she was um, still trying to finish it. And there were several moments as that, you know, she would call me or text me or we'd be hanging out and it was overwhelming. And Mm -hmm. um, so I was just able to be there for her and be her friend. And then, you know, she launched the company um, after, I I believe it was after that. And Mm -hmm. um, no, it was. And so, um, yeah, that was just how I got introduced to this book. And like I said, after just reading like the very beginning of it, I was mm-hmm. like, do not quit. Like uh, you will not quit and you will finish this. Yeah. So. I love that. Cause that's similar. So, um, so Jess asked me to edit her book. I didn't really know. It's, it's a weird thing. Like we were in the same kind of social circles. Like obviously we're, we're both friends with Anne. So it was like, we knew each other. I think we talked a couple of times, but like we weren't friends. Uh, and actually, fun fact, she asked me to edit Breaking 7. I don't know if she remembers that, but she asked me to and I turned her down. <laughs> because at the time, to be fair, so it, it was multifaceted. Part of it was that I already had a couple of projects at the time right. and genuinely did not have that space. But part of it, and the reason I almost didn't edit Beauty was I was like, I don't know if I want to edit for someone that knows me. I like the anonymity of 
just being an editor versus someone knowing me as Kristen. Makes sense. And so I responded to the email and I was very professional. I was like, okay, thanks for reaching out. Um, can you tell me, I just need like a summary and like length estimation, genre, um, timeline, budget. Oh, and if you can, like, can you send me a sample of your writing? Um, because that's what I was going to judge it based off of. And so she did and she sent me that uh, prologue and I opened the document. I was like, please be good. Please be good. Please be good. I opened it. I was like, oh, it's good. I read the first paragraph and let out a sigh. And then I kept doing it. was like, oh, it's good. Mm. It's not just good for an acquaintance. It's not just good for someone I know. Like, it's actually just a good book. It's yeah. got a drive behind it. There's intense. Um, and so, and that gave me the courage to, to sign on and to be her editor. Um, yeah, it it is good and that prologue actually i do want to talk about it it's like not really spoilery it's like two pages so you can pause here if you need to to go read it but the prologue is so important for all the things that just sets up in the prologue like we get this glimpse of beauty's insight we're getting the framing which is really that it's an older beauty reflecting back on her life and preparing to share it um we get we know that like there's going to be freedom but we also know that it's going to be a hard journey to freedom. Um, one of the things that I love that Jess does in this book, and she does it right from the beginning, is that there's this twisted fairy tale or like fantasy element in there because she compares the voices, the demons to the, the dwarves in Snow White. And yet there's an acknowledgement that like it's something like this, but it's also not. The dwarves are in the fairy tale are helpful and caring and their heart is for Snow White and we know that the demons are not that way. And yet it's like it's like beauty's kind of grasping at straws or like she's trying to idealize her life. And so we already have this input into this theme that carries forward in the book. And so I love that. I love the writing style. Um, I love that it's creepy and it kind of reminds me of like Okay, so you know, like movie trailers, um, it reminds me of movie trailers that use like nursery rhymes in them and yes. then make them in a minor key. So like Avengers Age of Ultron did this with No Strings on Me from Pinocchio. Um, another one that did it was Pirates of the Caribbean back in the day. They did it with um, Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. It reminds me of that. It's taking something that's supposed to be innocent and good and contorting it. Um, and so I like that juxtaposition of childlike innocence with creepy and um yeah I just I really I think that it, it's really well done I almost didn't have to edit the prologue like it is there's very little differences between what she sent me and the final version and I think that just speaks to the strength of Jess's writing and how well she knew the story she wanted to tell okay yeah and so I I really like the prologue it got me excited um I'm curious from your perspective you obviously just as your friend and so you kn knew about it but if that wasn't the case is this a book that you would normally pick up i would say probably not mm -hmm. um i do enjoy books like this every so often mm -hmm. it's just kind of um I, I don't know anyway so i would say no mm -hmm. what kind of like books or like media do you like what are you drawn to um, I am very drawn to, I normally am reading some type of business book or mm. growth book. Um, so that's kind of my go-to like when it comes to reading. Yes. Yeah. Like if it's oh, not going to push me to 
make action on something that I don't normally read it or growth or something like that oh that's so funny that totally fits you I love learning people genres wait okay so like what about like uh, media then like not books like shows or tv or um movies so it's very similar a lot of the I I don't watch a lot of shows and movies I actually Mm -hmm. do not enjoy watching movies at all because again it's just sitting there not really moving on in life (laughs) with anything um and so I would say if I do watch a series it has to be there has to be an end within Mm. the first second or third season so anything beyond that I'm like I don't want to even start it (laughs) because it's 10 seasons later and Mm -hmm. we're still trying to figure out what happens Mm -hmm. and so so you're not a lost fan is what I'm hearing I am not (laughs) nope I'm not Not a day in my life (laughs) Rick tried to get me to watch it and I was so annoyed and then it was that I like looked at it I was like how many seasons is this how are they going to drag this out also I found reviews online and people hated the ending I'm out. Yes. We're not doing this. Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay. So then like, what are some of your favorite shows or books or even just like, what's the last book or TV show that you read or watched? Yes. So I am recently, or I'm in the middle of a book mm-hmm. right now called All Together You. Mm-hmm. And it actually talks about parts of us oh, in our okay. life. And so Without going into too much detail of it, it explains that we have, you know, like our the, a true self to us, like mm-hmm. as who we are. But then as yeah. as life goes on, we develop these parts in our mm-hmm. lives, and it might be a part of like um, managing things, and it helps mm. us do the things in life that we need to do. And so I kind of found it interesting that in um, They Call Me Beauty mm-hmm. is these demons mm-hmm. are almost like parts of her. Mm-hmm. And they and um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a little bit relatable to the other book that I'm reading. So I'm really yeah. excited to just see like how much of that will be mm-hmm. kind of similar to yeah. what we all do go on um in life as or with no I love that too because I remember one of the things when I was editing it that was really the relationship between beauty and her demons is fascinating to me it even like trying to understand the dynamic there because like she really relies on them in a lot of ways but then also there's times that it's like what they're doing is kind of reflective of our natural development of like throwing fits or demanding things or we go through anxiety or we get really prideful or whatever when we hit our teenage years. And so I like the idea of talking about parts and like that 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 book will inform how you read it of like development. Um, likewise, the book that we read before this, um, Melissa Fingers, More Than Meets the Eye, talks about parts, but it talks about parts from a disassociative identity disorder. Um, and so the trauma-based parts. And so it's... I hadn't read that book before I edited this one. So with that in mind, I'm curious to see how that informs my reading this time. Because again, like you said, like her demons are specific to her. Like they're they're kind of general, but they're also like she even says, like they're a part of her and like she names them and she claims them. And so seeing how that informs it, that's cool. Yeah, well, and I love on the on the back that it says, Don't forget who you are, what you truly are. Mm. And and that part, it 
it talks about it's like what they're telling her but mm-hmm. really if she did know who she truly was and I'm mm-hmm. I'm assuming like can what was broken ever be redeemed mm-hmm. is like oh but do you know who you truly are and if she yeah. reversed that question to them and or even said mm-hmm. that statement of like yeah I know who I truly am mm-hmm. you know what what difference would that make yeah they rely on her insecurity because it's like they have to build up this false identity even like what you were saying that there's this true self and then there's these parts that we develop for life to see if she even can recognize her true self and and separate what she does from them and again it gets more complicated as the book goes on as she gets more uh, voices in her head yeah that's cool I love that I also just think it's cool that you like read informative books um, my three types of books that I tend to read are fantasy, biography, and cookbooks. And nice. cookbooks are similar <laughs> like what you're saying. I like it because it's immediately applicable. applicable yes. And I'm like, yes. oh, cool. I can go make this sourdough brownie recipe. Sure. Exactly. And then biography is because I like learning about history through the lens of the particular. Um, so like in particular, I have this idea in my head that I'm going to read a biography on every U.S. president. It's probably never going to happen. Or it's going to, like, I'm going to break my leg and have no choice but to do something productive with my life, and then maybe I'll do it. Don't ask me about this. Anybody listening <laughs> to this, don't ask me where I'm at in that. I have a lot of ideas, and anyway, and then I like fantasy. I, but kind of like what you said, I I don't know if I would pick it up or not. I honestly, because I go through these periods where I do really like horror and suspense. And like, I've had a couple different times in my life where I've read like a lot of Ted Decker or Frank Peretti um, because I want something dark and twisty. And then usually afterwards, I'm like, nope, that was great. I'm going back. I need to see the beautiful in the world (laughs) (laughs) because I'm very sad now. Or not sad. That's not the right word. I don't mind horror or suspense but there has to be something uplifting and then the same way with like tv shows like i can't watch ncis or even that one show that jess and i were talking about that had david tennant in it i watched it because i love david tennant and i think olivia coleman was in it but it was so oppressive that i couldn't continue it it was too much and so maybe i would read it if i needed something that was dark with hope at the end Mm -hmm. or maybe i'd be like no can't handle it and Jess does lean into the dark in this she's not afraid of the dark she's not afraid of the twisty there were even parts in it where I was like like when beauty's uh when we get a little bit more of an understanding of her background it was way darker than I was expecting and so yeah Jess doesn't hold back but I appreciate that it's done with purpose too. I also, that's, I don't like darkness for darkness's sake. I don't like heavy handedness just to like, be like the world's terrible. That's why I don't like a lot of adult fiction, frankly, in the modern world, because it's just like, everybody's terrible and I'm a victim. And I don't like even just reading the back of seeing, you know, what you read um, on the back of the book. I do think like, okay, so hopefully it's not just all like torment and suffering for her yeah. and but with mm-hmm. the ending you know can what was broken ever be redeemed mm-hmm. there is hope that this book is going to have mm-hmm. um some type of redemption yeah because but then reading if I were to not see the cover mm-hmm. or the back of the book just mm-hmm. heard what you read from the back of the book but then mm-hmm. saw you know this cabin <laughs> and I'm like okay well what I mean that 
I could probably read this to figure out what's up with the cabin. And yeah. then, of course, the front. It's like, mm-hmm. hmm. Hmm. So yes. I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think that it is a book that I, you know, after, if, after reading the back and then seeing it, I would mm-hmm. I would be intrigued. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. yeah. I And again, I love just with the prologue, we know that there will be something. We know that it says, like, she's going to send them back what does she say squirming pit of hell which is a great description there are these moments oh i love when i'm reading and you get these moments where the author just says something i'm like that is so well done and just has these moments where i'm like that's so well phrased and again even more so knowing her now her voice and her writing like in that short prologue i'm like yeah that's that's exactly what just sounds like yes um we know that there will be we don't know how bad it will be and we don't even really know what redemption looks like because redemption can look different. It's just part of it going to be redeemed, all of it redeemed. I don't know. Right. And so, well, I mean, I do know, but I don't know from a reader perspective. I only know from an editor perspective. I don't think I've actually read the final edited version. So that will be fun. Yes. Maybe. I hope so. I'm curious. I don't know. It's like reading your own work. And it's not my work. It's like, but reading it and being able to get rid of the lens of the editor and just enjoying it as a reader. We'll see how I can do that. Yes. Yeah. All right. So quick timeline for this book. So this is week one. Next week, we will be at the halfway point. So we're going to talk through chapter 18 in the book. Um, Week three will be the 75% mark. And so that's through chapter 25. And that's when we're going to do our author interview with Jess and ask her all about the twistiness and about how this book came to be. And then week four, our final week, we'll be done with it and we'll get to talk fully about this book. Okay, if this sounds intriguing and you haven't yet gotten your copy, you can pick up your copy of They Call Me Beauty by Jay Heap off of Amazon or probably a local bookstore. (laughs) 